0: pricing your worth. I'm your host, Kathy Cruz. Before I get started, I want to share a podcast tip because I feel like it's a little enlightening that podcast listeners have been sharing with me that sometimes they speed up my podcast episodes. And the reason why it's enlightening is because I sometimes feel like I talk so fast and that maybe I'm overwhelming some listeners because I talk so fast but a lot of you are telling me that you actually speed me up. So I wanna share this tip in case you had no idea that you can do this. Now, I know you can do this on the podcast, uh, excuse me, on the Apple podcast app. I imagine that you could probably do it on the Spotify app or any other app, but what you can do is you can actually increase or decrease the speed of the audio file. So if I am talking too fast, You can slow me down if I'm talking too slow and you're like, Kathy, just get to the point. You can speed me up. So I just wanted to share that tip in case it's helpful to you. My intention for this episode is to remind myself and you that your intellectual work, your services, your work in general, and your creative talent have value. To remind us all to stop diminishing it and to charge what we're worth and to acknowledge our value. I am full of conviction for this episode and I need you to be forewarned. So if I'm talking about value in my own situation, my value bank has increased dramatically over the past, definitely over the past five to 10 years, specifically with Savvy Shopkeeper. When I first started Savvy Shopkeeper, I was teaching basic social media skills. That was a strength and I thought if I could help other people with it, great. My first in-person event, I literally hosted in the middle of my dining room. I had a small savvy shopkeeper following and I mentioned that I was going to host this in, in my dining room. I even had some, of course, some branded merch and swag that I gave away. I think I served lunch i had uh, custom cookies made Um, it was really fun and i'm glad i did it and that was my first step into all of this and it's interesting to me that i hosted that workshop in the same exact dining room where i recently hosted the 2023 savvy shopkeeper virtual conference Another fun side note is that I have a Master Shopkeepers member who attended that workshop and she's still on this journey with me. She traveled from Pittsburgh to Cleveland to attend that social media workshop so it's just a really cool memory and i i it's just a beautiful relationship that we've built and i love that i just saw her at the p graham dunn conference it was a dealer conference that i spoke at and I, i've seen her a couple times at that conference i see her at america's mart of course i see her sometimes on group calls we um, engage and chat with each other in the group so i just appreciate that she's been with me all of these years But if I go back to that time, I could not have coached a retailer like I do now. If I had looked at a retail store owner's profit and loss statement, for example, I would have been clueless versus now where I can look at a retail store owner's income statement and know within a few minutes, maybe even less, what's going great in their business and what's not as my value bank has grown, my prices have increased, right? However, I can't tell you how many times I've heard and still sometimes hear that I give too much away and that I'm priced way too low. And maybe I have been. And sometimes a sign of that was that I would be taken advantage of, or people would push boundaries with me. Well, you all know I've learned a lot as I've grown and I continue to learn. So, for example, I recently set a new payment policy in Master Shopkeepers because I value myself enough to protect myself and to hold others accountable for the commitments that they make. I've also had to set boundaries with brands. And when I say brands, I'm referring to other companies who also serve independent retail businesses maybe um, companies that offer software or services to retailers. But now I've learned if a brand wants to pick my brain, I quote them $750 an hour. Yep, I said $750 an hour. Now, obviously this isn't what I charge other independent retailers, but it is my price if a multimillion dollar business wants to tap into my knowledge. It's taken a long time to get here, right? It takes us sometimes a long time to embrace these parts of ourselves, And that's why I want to record this podcast episode is because I want to tell you I'm not perfect at this either. I've had to learn and grow and price my worth, price my value. There are so many reasons why you should charge your worth and know the value of your worth. This episode is brought to you by my free resource, Open a Brick and Mortar Retail Store Checklist. If you're feeling overwhelmed, I get it. Get my checklist to help you get your thoughts and to-dos organized. Organized by topic, this checklist is the list I wish someone would have given me many years ago when I opened. Visit SavvyShopkeeper.com forward slash open checklist, all one word, SavvyShopkeeper.com forward slash open checklist, Sign up for my newsletter to get the checklist. So I'll share reasons why charging your worth is important, but first I also want to talk about what I mean by acknowledging your worth. So a good example of this is maybe you're a content creator with a value bank filled with a lot of golden nuggets in that brain of yours. So you aren't necessarily offering a service, however, your level of expertise gives you the ability to create content and serve your community like no one else can. Well, when you're busy running your business and a household and juggling uh, family and parenting and everything else in between, sometimes that means you feel like you can't do everything on your own and you collaborate or you partner with someone on a project it's your project it's your genius but the collaborator maybe takes off with it or then they start to claim it as their own i've seen this both for content creators and retailers working on special projects or special categories in their businesses a business owner who values their worth and who understands this they'll speak up and they'll claim the right to that project that they started. That's their brain genius. A content creator or someone who is a retailer and working on a, a, like a collaborative project that started with their idea, but they haven't learned how to value their worth, will sit back and do nothing. Not because they don't want to, but because they discount the idea that created this fantastic project or maybe they justify it in their minds that they don't deserve credit because they didn't do all of the work. In this instance, when you're collaborating with other small business owners, or you're collaborating with someone on your team, or you're collaborating with just anyone in general, and it's it's an idea that came from your brain, it really is ideal to document your work, the project the details of it and the details of the collaboration. Now, when you're offering a service, there's usually an invoice or a proposal or a contract or something that details the agreement and the service you're providing. But when money isn't being exchanged, we don't think about documenting our non-cash collaborations. And we definitely don't think about having everyone sign it. It probably feels a little bit much, but I promise you it's not. This is a way for you to value your worth. This shared document acknowledges your worth to yourself and to the other person or people involved. That's an example of valuing your worth. And then there's actually charging your worth. Maybe you offer painted furniture services, you offer graphic design services, you offer printing services, interior design services, event services. There are lots of retailers who offer services, way more than most of us probably realize. So charging your worth in business is crucial for quite a few reasons and I have a list. I have a list of 6 reasons why. So the first one is to value recognition. By charging what you're worth, you acknowledge and communicate the value you bring to the table. It reflects your expertise, your skills, your experience, and the results you can deliver for your clients or customers. When you price your products or services appropriately, you position yourself as a professional who is confident in their abilities. I'm going to say that one more time because I think it's important. If you're multitasking, come back to me. When you price your products or services appropriately, you position yourself as a professional who is confident in their abilities. Reason number two is financial sustainability. Pricing your offerings at their true value, it really ensures that your business remains financially sustainable. It allows you to cover your costs, invest in resources or equipment. It allows you to generate profits that are necessary so that you can grow and have your business last a really long time. Undercharging can lead to a cycle of financial struggle. Like we all know this, undercharging can bring a business down or can burn out a retail business owner, hindering your ability to reinvest in your business. It can also hinder your ability to reinvest in your business and provide higher quality products or services. When you think about it, when we're exhausted and we're burned out, we're not providing probably the quality of product or service that we really want to, or that we think we're able to. Number three is perceived quality. People often associate higher prices with better quality. I think that's really important to say because a lot of us are frugal or scrappy (laughs) and we think just because we wouldn't pay for something other people won't pay for something but some people actually a lot of people are looking for quality charging what you're worth can help create a perception of premium value like it'll attract clients or customers who are willing to pay more for those products or services it establishes credibility and it positions you as a top tier provider in your industry. And I'll share more on this in reason number six. But the I, actually, as I talk about this and as I share the six reasons why, it takes me back to when I offered, my sister and I offered painted furniture services and we were underpricing ourselves and we didn't have a good system around it. It really undermined our ability to both serve the customer and to to build a, a nice amount of revenue in that revenue stream for ourselves. But trust me, we quickly learned and started to change things. This episode is brought to you by Master Shopkeepers, my mastermind group for brick and mortar retail store owners. If you're craving support, connection, inspiration, and motivation for your retail business, apply to join us. It doesn't matter what stage of shopkeeping you're in, what matters is your drive to work less, profit more, and grow, both personally and professionally. Learn more at SavvyShopkeeper.com forward slash group membership. That's SavvyShopkeeper.com forward slash group membership, all one word. Reason number four is time and effort. By charging your worth, you acknowledge the time, the effort, and the energy you invest in your work. It really allows you to set boundaries. You'll avoid overworking yourself. You're going to maintain a healthy work-life balance. And, part, and the reason why, I should say, is because proper compensation ensures that you can sustain your business without burning out. I already kind of touched on this. And this is another one that I want to repeat, another point that I want to repeat because it's so important. I see so many indie retailers burning themselves out. Proper compensation ensures that you can sustain your business without burning out. Number five is fair competition. And I think this one is really important. And if I think about, I mean, of course, I I go back to furniture painters. I see this happen all the time where furniture painters price so low because they just want business or they just want to, you know, bring in the revenue, but that doesn't serve you and it doesn't serve all the other furniture painters. Same with interior designers, same with retail businesses that do custom wedding invitations or any type of custom printing. It doesn't serve you and it doesn't serve the people in the industry. Undercutting competitors' prices significantly can lead to a race to the bottom it devalues the entire industry but charging what you're worth sets a standard for fair competition it encourages others to do the same thing and promotes a more sustainable business environment the last reason is number six client or customer commitment when customers or clients invest a significant amount of money in a product or service they're more likely to be committed to its, its success. And let me explain that. So when we offered custom painted furniture services, and again, I keep talking about this, but change it for the type of service that you offer, it doesn't really matter. When we did this, we had a very clear system for it. We had an online application that had a lot of questions in it. We had a scheduling link to use to book a, an appointment with us. There were set things in place that really spoke to the customer, and then in return, spoke to us that if they went through these steps, we knew they were committed to not only us and our talent and our service, but to paying the price that we expected and to showing up when we expected or when they booked their appointment. It just sets a higher level of expectation for everyone. By charging your worth, you attract clients or customers who are serious about their investment. And that leads to way better client customer relationships and higher satisfaction levels too. Like I'm more satisfied and they're more satisfied. Now, I wanna add that while it's essential to charge your worth, it's equally important to communicate your value effectively. And what do I mean by that? Like you wanna articulate the benefits and the outcomes that your client or customers can expect and also demonstrate why your pricing aligns with the value you provide. I don't wanna necessarily say like you have to prove yourself but it doesn't hurt. That is also going to show them why they are paying a higher price. I mean, we've had we had a couple of instances where people would come to us for a quote and they would decline and we were more than okay with it. They would leave. They would take their furniture to someone else to get painted. And we had several times where people would come back to us and say, you get what you pay for. And they came back and asked us to redo the piece of furniture because it wasn't the quality that they wanted. It wasn't what they were expecting. Maybe the service that they received the communication wasn't good or the systems around it weren't good and they came back to us and we never had a problem with it like we understand why people make that decision we understand we all learn from making those types of decisions but i think at that point in our journey it was very clear that we were worth the price and we communicated that to our customers You also wanna strive for a balance between pricing competitively and valuing your expertise. And this is going to ensure long-term business success. I also wanna add that I am by no means saying to price yourself out of the market either. Uh, I think some people sometimes jump to the conclusion that I'm telling them to increase their prices by X amount. Pricing is a delicate balance between profitability, customer perception, and market dynamics. It's important to find a price point that reflects your worth while still remaining attractive to your target audience, right? Like we've had conversations in Master Shopkeepers around workshop prices, for example. Some people know that they can price higher and they do. And some people know that they've tested pricing higher and it doesn't work. And then they make adjustments to the workshops or maybe what they provide in the workshops if they have to lower the price. We all have to find that sweet spot, right? And I think how we do that is by testing and not being afraid to test. I can't tell you how many times I've had people tell me that I should be charging $250 a month for master shopkeepers. It's currently $110 a month. So I know, again, because of testing and seeing how things work and understanding my market, I am happy and comfortable at $110 a month right now. And I appreciate that people tell me it should be double what I'm charging. I do appreciate it. But I know myself or my business, my customers, my va- the value, the perception of the value. I take all of these things into account, including my target audience. I take all of it into account to price. I'm still not perfect at it. It doesn't mean that master shopkeepers won't increase in the future. I guess my point is if I've also spent time working on this, we all have to find our sweet spot when we're pricing ourselves and our services, but I just don't want you to undervalue it. The pricing game isn't always easy. I completely get it, but we can do better. We can get better at this. So to summarize, because I know sometimes it's helpful for me to just go back and talk about this, maybe a list of things that I mentioned when I listen to podcast episodes, I think I said this during the virtual conference. When I listen to podcast episodes, I kind of wish that the podcaster would go back and like quickly give me a summary so my brain can wrap itself around what was what was covered. So I'm going to summarize the six things about pricing your worth. Number one, communicate the value you bring to the table with your pricing number two price so your business remains financially sustainable so important number three create a perception of premium value number four pricing is a boundary so you don't overwork yourself number five set a standard for fair competition it's so good for everyone in your industry and number six Attract clients or customers who are serious about their investment because you're serious about your business. During Momentum Day of the virtual conference, that was day three, we ended with a conversation about pricing. And it was an emotional one. And I I know I have a firm, no-nonsense style. However, I have a heart, too. I also experience what many of you do. So I will be the first to acknowledge how hard pricing and being confident in pricing can be. If you love your business and you love entrepreneurship as much as I do, please do yourself a favor and step into the discomfort of increasing your prices. The rewards are way more valuable than your discomfort. If you found this podcast episode helpful, please share it with a retail business friend and leave me a rating or review on Apple Podcast if you have a few minutes. If you wanna see the show notes to this episode or find links to anything I mentioned, visit my blog at SavvyShopKeeper.com forward slash episode 172. Until the next episode, be savvy and boss up.